Welcome to the Shoot This Now podcast. My name is Tim Malloy. I'm Matt Donnelly. Matt Donnelly, what do we do every week on the Shoot This Now podcast? Oh my God, Tim. I'm happy to tell you. On the Shoot This Now podcast, Tim and I discuss movies, anecdotes, fun facts, or, or deeply reported tales that have not been made into film or TV that we think should be made into film or TV. Exactly. Things that are not yet in development. Right. And the project today is probably pretty close to getting into I mean, development. Yeah, I don't know that there's ever been a more urgent shoot this now because the story is only two or three days old that yeah. hit right before or on Memorial Day and has taken the internet by storm. This is an emergency episode. This is a shoot this now. Now. We knew we had to get this out before somebody announced that this movie was happening <laughs> so we could look sort of smart instead of looking behind the times. Absolutely. Um, we actually reached out to the writer of the story that we're going to talk about. That story is called... I don't really know Here's, what the headline of the yeah, story is. Yeah, the headline of the story is <clears throat> How an Aspiring It Girl Tricked New York's Party People and Its Banks. <laughs> <laughs> it was written by the wonderful Jessica Pressler. I mean, I have such a... I tweeted, I had such a crush on this story. I hope I don't sound weird, Like, but I have such a... I just... I wish... This is the kind of thing I wish I had found. <laughs> I know. It's, it's incredible, and like so much work obviously went into it, yeah. and so much tracking things down and confirming things. It's really an exquisite piece of reporting, it and is. maybe an even better piece of writing. By the way, from New York Magazine, and from New York Magazine's sublime fashion blog called The Cut, which is where it lives online, but uh, I, I believe this was a cover story for the actual magazine, and uh, it is a quintessential New York story. Tim, what is the story about? All right. Jessica Pressler's story is about a young woman of mysterious European origin who befriends the concierge at a very fancy hotel where she's staying. Um, the concierge also happens to be a filmmaker. Uh, she befriends her at first. Well, first she just gives her a bunch of $100 tips. Yeah, she's um, this sort of suspiciously young and mysterious guest at a, at, a, at a very boutique hotel in Soho called Eleven Howard. Could I just read the first few graphs of this story? Of course, please do. Set it up. Because nothing will lure you in better than this. It started with money, as it so often does in New York. <laughs> a crisp $100 bill slipped across the smooth surface of the mid-century-inspired concierge desk at Eleven Howard, the sleek new boutique hotel in Soho. Looking up, Nefertari Davis, the 25-year-old concierge, who goes by Neff, was surprised to see the cash had come from a young woman who seemed to be around her age. She had a heart-shaped face and pouty lips surrounded by a wild tangle of red hair, her eyes framed by incongruously chunky black glasses that Neff, an aspiring cinematographer with an eye for detail, identified as Celine. She was looking, she said in an accent that sounded European, for the best food in Soho. Wow. Wow. Great start. Um, the thing I love about this is that soon after this, this woman, Anna Delvey, um, Delvey? Yes, Anna Delvey, yes. keeps coming down, asking for advice on things from Neff. Neff keeps giving her advice that she clearly doesn't need because she already knows all of these hotspots yeah. that, that Neff is recommending. Yeah. Keeps giving her $100 every time. And then Neff has this wonderful line, this is not a guest that needs my help. This is a guest that wants my time. Very interesting. And that's, and that's like totally like almost Hitchcockian in its mysteriousness. <laughs> but what's really interesting, to, just to say off the bat, too, is that it's sort of funny that concierge still exist mm -hmm. um, in their purest form because the concierge is not a service person at a hotel. They mm -hmm. exist to refer people for entertainment. Uh, they're basically a, a supplier of, of, of good taste, good taste and, 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 and unusual needs. Um, so, and, and I think a long time ago they were sort of exposed 
in the industry, many of them were as, as receiving kickbacks from certain restaurants. And, mm. you know, they, they, there's a culture with social media and, and curation engines like Goop. Um, the advice on, on what's cool and what to do and, and, and what will satisfy wealthier or unusual tastes is sort of out there. So the idea that the concierge exists is, is still kind of sexy and, and sort of a throwback anyway. It's very cool. It kind of invites mm. a more intimate relationship than the hotel guest exactly. um, recommender relationship because you really are asking for something that you're not going to find in a guidebook um, or on oh, I sound so old in a guidebook in the in the in the wait what was the coupon books from the East Coast when you're the entertainment book in the entertainment or, uh, in book. the in the photos guide stuff you're not going to find in parade magazine okay you've got to really <laughs> dig deep for these kinds of tips um, and it sounds like Neff is a really cool concierge like she knows a lot of really good stuff yeah. and you know Anna obviously is kind of looking for a friend she's been staying in this hotel in a four hundred dollar a night room for about a month, which is very unusual. Super unusual. Um, also, I, I I don't know anyone who takes up residence in hotels except for movie stars on location, um, bad boys. Yeah. Uh, or, or yeah, or super rich people who just bounce around the world. Well, my wife and I live in a hotel. That's very true. Yeah. Just, it's called um, the Malloy Inn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a small B and B, with no other guests. Um, no, but this is the first of the weird things that Neff notices about Anna. And we, just to start right off the top, I've reached out to the author of the article. Mm -hmm. um, and I've also reached out to Neff to ask them to sort of fill in some blanks for us. And mm -hmm. most of all, to ask them, is this thing already being made into a movie? Because right. it sounds so cinematic. And I didn't want to do it if it was like, oh, yeah, it's coming out in the fall. Like, don't bother. I, I um, do. It sounds like it's imminent, though, is it not? They both said that they've been contacted by a lot of Hollywood people. Yeah. Nothing is imminent yet, but right. they have gotten a lot of interest. Um, it's safe to say. Yeah. And I asked at one point, I asked Neff over Twitter, um, you know, have Hollywood people tried to track you down? Mm. And her response in all caps is, so many Hollywood people are finding me. Uh, and she is a filmmaker, and yeah. she would be interested mm. in helping to make this movie. Uh, awesome. That's incredible. Well, let, let's get for a little bit further into the real mystery of the story. So Anna is this character who lives in the hotel, is not maybe the, the nicest woman. I think she has that. There, there's a wonderful anecdote in the story about how after she sort of developed this rapport with Neff, mm -hmm. um, you know, she would stop by her at the concierge desk two and three times a day. Even if there's a line of eight people, she would literally just start folding out cash bill by bill until Neff gave her all of her attention. Incredible. And you kind of get the idea off the bat that, that Anna's a probably a lonely girl. Yeah. A vague European money. Um, looking to start up some business in New York. And that's where we really get into the meat of the story. After s becoming her confidant, and I think they spend hours, off hours together now. Oh, yeah. Anna, getting manicures, going to restaurants. Um, there are a couple of other central characters to Anna's click, including a photo editor at Vanity Fair, mm -hmm. who was sucked into this web. Um, Anna is essentially looking for real estate because she wants to start a members-only social and arts club. Not not, not dissimilar to Soho House, which is, has locations around the world. Yeah. Um, the London Arts Club is coming to LA, courtesy of my friend Gwyneth Paltrow and a board of advisors. This is two Gwyneth Paltrow shouts out, and I want to clarify I that didn't we even are say not, anything. We are not getting any money from Gwyneth Paltrow or the good people. All right, just Google. cut all that out, because now you Four. make me look like a crazy person. <laughs> but it's true. Um, and and there, there are similar members-only organizations that basically give you, offer you up a nice restaurant, maybe a couple floors of hotel rooms, um, maybe a nice pool and some events and, and private screening rooms. It's basically just a nexus of power mm -hmm. in fashion, entertainment, media, and an old and new money. Mm -hmm. um, so which sounds like an endeavor that someone who seems as legitimate as Anna did would do. Uh, they were scouting a location. 
a 22nd and Park, mm-hmm. um, impossibly expensive building that she was trying to leverage a $25 million loan to acquire. Sure. Um, and conducting this business and trying to launch this business from Eleven Howard, from her standard room. Ele- Eleven Howard is the hotel. Is the hotel. Um, which is owned by a gentleman named Abby. Abby. Byers. We're looking him up now. Abby. Abby. Uh, Abby Rosen. Abby Rosen. I don't know why I said Byers. Who That's is weird. a big deal real estate tycoon. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. He happens to own the hotel where she's staying. This will be important later. It will. And he owns the building that she's trying uh, the building that she's trying to buy space in. Yes. Um, right now, you might be going like, God, what is this story about? And we're just going to tell you up front, this is what the story is about. This is about someone who has figured out how New York works, has figured out that people are impressed by names and name dropping and money, and just plays the game of New York incredibly well. Incredibly well. She's so, not subtle about it in any way. She knows everyone. She throws around a lot of $100 bills. Mm-hmm. She name drops constantly. It works for her. She gets very, very far. And yeah, she she would effectively do do a bunch of things that legitimate people do when they're trying to recruit funding or establish a brand for themselves in higher circles. Um, she Neff, in a really brilliant sort of um, as the as the as the girl who has to work for a living and has to more than that encounter a lot of really wealthy people. She has an incredible bird's eye view. Um, into certain socioeconomic sectors. So she said, mm-hmm. there's even a great quote, like, um, it, these richer circles, the thing they do is meals, which mm-hmm. is true. Mm-hmm. Anna would throw elaborate dinner parties at name restaurants and venues, including one in Eleven Howard. Mm-hmm. She would invite people from all uh, walks of, of, of life that are, tend to be healthier, uh, to be wealthier, including like Martin Shkreli. There's some Hollywood people. Oh, there's um, so many there's name so drops. So many name drops. Uh, you know, Macaulay Culkin appears Macaulay at Culkin, one point. Andre Balaz and her talked about what to do with the space. But she would sort of be the patron of this. Um, and people, when obviously you invite them, even if you're super rich or super affluent, you still know the price of a gallon of milk when you're going to restaurants like these. And when she's picking right. up the check, that's a silent, that's a promise. Mm-hmm. to your guests and really a signal to the world that you actually are legit. You've got mm-hmm. money in the bank. But here's mm-hmm. the thing. She fucking didn't. <laughs> well, sometimes she had scads of money and yeah. other times she didn't have money. Exactly. Um, there's an amazing scene, which I think is going to be kind of the climax of this movie if it gets made. We know how it starts. It yeah. has to start. And I reached out to Neff, I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said this should be from the point of view of the concierge. Yes. I totally agree. I agree. I think this starts with the concierge getting this insanely unusual guest who's, again, yeah. about her age, just yeah. throwing around money, who also wants to take her on a series of adventures right. um, and bring her into her world. And that makes me think of like Nick Carraway and Gatsby. Yeah, that's a, oh beautiful. Th- there's beautiful. a couple parallels. Or Anne Hathaway and the Devil Wears Prada. Like <laughs> well, Neff wipes steam off her window, and then it's like her face is a map of the world. There's a map of the. Well, Nick is um, um, Nick is this fairly regular person. I mean, can definitely travel in these yeah. circles and knows knows his way around just as Neff does, but um, is not this. Doesn't have this seemingly boundless fortune. Right. Um, Anna does have this incredible fortune, but it's a very mysterious means origin yeah just like Gatsby's yeah and there's also the story is full of amazing um, quotes from people who who spoke anonymously but but Pressler identifies them as like one tech billionaire CEO told me uh, one designer told me one life coach told me everyone's version of how she has her money they are absolutely certain but it could not be more vague oh she's from that antique right. family in Germany right. oh god it's all private equities oh it's her trust fund but and this is the way 
that that people in these circles I, I think view because there's almost a vulgarity of, of talking too much about where people's money right. come from right but the confidence of which they think she has it is shocking yeah yeah because she plays the game that well she plays it and she yeah she kind of wins it <laughs> and the place where the reason I sort of went off on that tangent the place where the jig is up for the first time there's a couple of places where here's the first bit of foreshadowing I think yeah um you know, Neff doesn't want to question her too much about her money. Neff is not from the world of extreme wealth. Um, so she just kind of rolls with all of this stuff. But at one point, she meets the child of Abby Rosen, yeah. um, Charlie Rosen, who's kind of a young playboy type or is presented that way in the story. He's regarded as a pretty boy trust fund kid, as the article tells us. Um, and she runs into Charlie Rosen, this pretty boy trust fund kid, uh, and mentions that her friend is staying in the hotel and is thinking about buying one of the pretty boy trust funds kids father's buildings yes and the pretty boy trust fund kid says well if my dad has someone buying property from him staying here would she be in a deluxe or would she be in a suite yeah pointing out that it's kind of weird that anna is staying in a deluxe room instead of in a suite yep where somebody who's about to make a huge real estate transaction would probably stay yeah and so neff confronts abby about this yes And she says... Can you just read the quotes? Because it's so good. Okay. He had a point. A few days later, Neff broached the subject. Why did you tell me you're buying property from Abby, but you're not staying in a suite, she asked. Anna looked surprised, but answered immediately. She said, you ever have someone do so many favors for you, you kind of just want to pay them back in silence? And Neff responds, genius. Which it is. It's incredible. That is such a mysterious quote. Um, and we both had different interpretations of it. Oh, yeah. Do you want to give your interpretation? Yeah, and then my, interp- mine? my interpretation was it, it, it's, it's got a dual purpose. Number one, it shouts down a question about um, her financial standing, and it shames someone who is middle class, like Neff, into saying, like, oh, you don't understand. When someone does so much for you, how could I possibly ask for an upgraded suite because he's got a business to run, too? Which is right. hilarious because later on in the story, there are two things... Um, We'll talk about the you. way I read it was she was making kind of a threat to Neff. Like, mm. you ever have someone do so many favors for you, you kind of just want to pay them back in silence. Like, could you pay me back by not asking? And I don't think they ever explain exactly what that statement means. And I like that it's a little bit left open to interpretation. Yeah. I don't know that, that Anna's talking to or, or threatening Neff because she says the word favors. And in their relationship, there's a clear transaction. Mm-hmm. Because cash is being hundred dollar bills are being slipped mm-hmm. in everyone's pockets. There's mm-hmm. also an amazing um, bit about how the staff of the hotel started arguing over who got to deliver packages to Anna's room because it was a hundred bucks every time. <laughs> uh, Neff thinks that this is a s- sort of endless gravy train, and Anna's doing her thing. And, and there, there's a lot. We get into a lot of weeds about she's having problems invest getting investors on board, and she doesn't feel like she's being taken seriously because she's such a young woman, right? And she has no previous business experience, um, and and she does have sort of vague origins. Um, it gets into this point of like she's got this sketchy financial advisor for her family. She's right. doing serious business with big banks, and she is falsifying wire transfer receipts and bank statements that estimate she has a sixty million euro net worth. Also, her big financial advisor has an AOL address. <laughs> I heard this comedian once. I don't remember his name. I wish I could give him credit, but he's like, whenever I see somebody with a Yahoo or AOL address, I assume they're poor. Oh, isn't that a mean joke? He's like, even though they're all free, like even though Gmail is oh just as God. free, is just as free as AOL. Well, I would ass- no offense, but I would assume if you have AOL or Hotmail, you're just old. 
Yeah, I have, I have like every type of Who email. Who doesn't have a Gmail address now? You know what? What? I think Yahoo's email is better. Okay, we're not talking about this right now. All right. I'm not having this conversation here with you in front of everybody. Yahoo? Yahoo. Are you someone who goes to Yahoo and searches for Google to get to the search engine? No, I go to (laughs) Amazon.com and I order a book. You buy the Google Home Voice Activator. Well, here's why. Our our wrap-based email is Is Gmail. Gmail. It's true. And so if I want to check my private Gmail, of which I get none because I have no friends... (laughs) Um, I have to listeners. You're his friend, so please rate us five stars on on iTunes. Seriously, if you are my friend, we could use a five star review. Uh, you don't have to say anything good about us, but these reviews really help. Especially if everyone did it all at once, that would really send us shooting right up, and we could do more and more of these. We wouldn't have to do these weird advertorial things yeah. for Goop. And that we, clearly, Matt is making money oh from without God. telling me. I don't know what's going on. And then we don't have that. to falsify our own wire receipts, so we can build a, bu- a building and 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 somehow. Go ahead. Our fake financial advisor could get a Gmail address totally. finally. You wouldn't have to yeah. have an email totally. address, but yeah. Yeah, I no. keep a Yahoo address so that yeah. when I leave work email, I can go straight to fun email. Straight to fu- to, to chain letters. Yahoo. And which sex in the city character are you? <laughs> That's um, fun time. That's Yahoo. <laughs> Yahoo. Um, anyway, so this all sort of is happening in, in sort of other uh, other rooms and, and than the actual bedrooms and hallways of the 11 Howard where her and Neff are friends and they're going to yoga and they're seeing life coaches and they're planning trips to Marrakesh and, and all this stuff. Oh, and, and then, also um, what, their life coach? Yes, there's a wonderful Dakota, character. Dakota Johnson's yes, life coach? And I have to tell you, I don't, I'm nervous about naming names because she's not named in the story. But you know But her. I know the life coach. Which is just... What a small world. What a small world. The life coach is a, is a dear friend and, and advisor and um, a fitness instructor to, to a friend of mine. And she's a lovely, well-intended, successful woman. She is good at what she does. Her clients' lives improve. What she did for my friend is really remarkable. Is it, um, is it Gwyneth Paltrow? It is not. Who's Gwyneth Paltrow? Is Gwyneth Paltrow the life coach? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop bringing her up. I seem crazy now. <laughs> Although I am trying to get a ticket to her summit on June 9th here in Los Angeles. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, so this life coach that Anna was working with, like to try to sort of help her find the fortitude to get through a very complex process, like funding a fifty million dollar development yeah. for an arts club as a twenty seven year old with very v- uh, anyway. Um, so so there's a, there's a moment where a, a couple months go by. She's still living in Eleven Howard, and they realize the hotel that there is not a valid credit card on file. Right for Anna, and they ch- the story chalks it up to well, they had just opened, and I'm like, okay. If I just open my hotel, I'm probably going to be triply sure I have your credit card number. This is the part of the story where things start to change. Yes, where rather do. than buying Neff fancy dinners, her credit card doesn't work at yes, lunch. She starts getting declined. The holes start getting poked more and more in this story of in of like endless wealth and uh, and access. In one spectacular scene, her credit card gets declined at lunch, and then she gives the waiter a book with eleven other credit card numbers in it. He runs all of those credit card numbers. None of them work, and eventually Neff realizes this is my bill, and it's like two hundred eighty dollars, oh, no, which yeah. is a lot of money. Well, and my my first reaction was Anna had probably given her thousands and thousands of dollars, which in Neff tips. acknowledges. Yes. yes, which is great. Yeah. So she. But, is, I know, but there's that soul crushing feeling, yeah. of um, of that. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you, by the way? Oh, where like someone invites you to dinner, and then you end up having yeah. to pay yeah. a bill that you never thought you'd have to pay. Yeah. Um, actually no, but I think it's going to happen every single time. And like, I've been to, I went to a dinner once with like 20 people Mm -hmm. and I like ran out to go. This was another, like not having cash story, Mm -hmm. ran out like across the street and like a mountain road 
and like went to a gas station ATM to make sure I had like $40 for my section of this yeah. many thousands of dollars steakhouse dinner. Okay. Um, and then the like, whatever patriarch of the, of the meal was like, I've got it. Put your, put your money away. Don't be ridiculous. Oh. But I was so afraid that if I took out a credit card, like what if they're like, Oh, here, your credit card, this will, this will be for everyone. Cause I was like 23 years old and I didn't know how this stuff worked. And I was like, I think I'm going to have to buy dinner for everyone. Oh like, no. I'm the new guy. I'm the fish. <laughs> Rest in peace, Tom Wolf. Oh my Tom God. Tom Wolf invented oh, that. Or so funny. Talked about oh, that in fish. Bonfire of the Vanities. When you find somebody at the table to be the fish. To pick up the uh, pick the up tab. the tab, yeah, yeah. I'm like, am I the? T- did these older people invite me to dinner because I'm the fish? I think it's hap- it happened to me once or twice, and then the the only thing I'll say is that when you have friends who are who are very wealthy, and I have a few, and you go, I, I think I remember being in, in actually in Las Vegas and and having like a sushi meal for three people, which was it was literally like nine hundred dollars, and then the friend of mine goes like, oh God, it's in my other thing. And I'm like, oh, don't yeah. worry, we'll get it. And, and and my friends are like, oh, I'll pay you back. How do you ever ask for the money? Never. Because your friend takes you on vacations around the world and does whatever, like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, damn girl, that was a thousand dollars at your dinner. You and I, I was have, in my twenties too. It was a hurt piece. You and I have talked about this, how either of us will pay like any bill just to avoid an awkward <gasps> oh situation. Oh my God. I hate people doing math with a checkout. I would, I would rather eat cat food for a week yeah, than yeah. have to deal with that. It makes me so anxious. Yeah. If people start the whole like, okay, well yeah. we'll split it by three eighths. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I've got it. I'm just, I'm paying. Yeah. So now you know about the pathos. So if you, if you see me and Tim come to dinner with us because we will pay for your meal instead of watching you calculate the Yeah. Tip. There's no way you're going to end up paying if you're <laughs> even a little bit slow. <laughs> Back to Anna, um, um, but this gets so yeah. into this gets into how people get away with this. Yes, because we're also yeah. phobic of talking about money and are. worried about class. Yes, and you're right. Yeah, and I, I think that um, in a way, I, 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 my biggest takeaway from this whole story, and we still have a little bit more to go, um, is that people are really, really afraid to expose themselves as um, less than. Yeah. And we're also really obsessed with manners. I think yeah. that being polite means not questioning the origin of someone's wealth and taking them at face value, even when you start to see troubling signs. Um, oh, and by the way, at the same dinner with Neff and Anna, yeah. her credit card was declined, and then she handed the waiter a notebook with 12 oh, more yeah, I credit cards. Did you? I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, I said 11. You remember 12. It'll be interesting to see who's right. One sec. I'm just looking up. It'll um, be exciting. Um, no, she hands the waiter all these numbers and none of them work. It is 12. Yep. God, Donnelly. Um, none of them work. Executive editor Tim Malloy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> none of them work. And um, yeah, ultimately she not only does Neff ends up paying and then this is a fantasy scenario. Yeah. Anna pays her back in cash three times over, mm-hmm. which is just crazy. And then the uh, next. Yeah, that's crazy. The next strange thing that happens, all of the people who are in like a previously in a service industry role in her life mm-hmm. um, end up, she ends up turning to them and it's beautiful. It's like a beautiful turn in the story. Mm-hmm. The trainer who was working for her, she's now, you know, she's a client of the trainer. She's now going to the trainer basically saying, can I stay at your house? Yeah. And there's an incredible Oh scene my there. God. So incredible. It's, and wait, before we get into the specifics, th- this becomes a recurring theme. Everything's, the bottom sort of falls out of whatever Anna mm-hmm. is, is working on. And there's an incredible, as reported by New York Magazine, mm-hmm. there is an incredible, endless 
supply of justification and and uh, and martyrdom happening because she's like people just don't realize how hard it is to be young and be an entrepreneur and it's <laughs> like you are falsifying wire transfer receipts yeah and you are robbing one bank to pay your hotel bill because you have to stay at a different hotel because they locked you out because you didn't pay the other like it is a it is Ed, a complex house of cards and when yeah. we say you because we don't want to be sued we mean you the listener yes. are doing all these things and you I meant Tim because I'm looking at you <laughs> right. Tim I am falsifying anyway, credit this, as the story portrays this there, there are there's very clear cut and dry wire fraud um, and other things going on but but they fit into a, as far as Delby says in the story Anna Delby says in the story they fit into a narrative of you don't understand this will work itself out why is everyone being so crazy right, right now right yeah. and the other thing is it usually does work itself out yeah until we get to the night when she's asking to stay at her trainer's oh house my God, yes this is amazing and are you, do you want to go into this part? Yes. So, and by the way, God bless you, life coach, because I love you for doing this. She was on a date. She had a date over. She's mm-hmm. making dinner. <clears throat> and Anna shows up to her lobby and says, can you talk? Um, and I, I think that usually that might have been called, can we have a session? Yeah. Um, because I think they did do stuff as friends to travel. Totally. But, but, you know, this is her business. So she's like, I can't. I'm on a date. And she's like, I'm worried about myself. I might do something. Ugh. So she sequesters her date in a bedroom, makes up the couch. And offers her a glass of water. And Hannah goes, do you have any Pellegrino? <laughs> and then she sets out two glasses and a bottle of Pellegrino. And Anna picks up the Pellegrino and drinks it from the bottle. <laughs> Perfect. Um, also, prior to this, there's a wonderful, um, which would be amazing in the movie, disastrous trip to Marrakesh. Oh, right. Um, that, that where they go and stay at a Bedouin and, and do God knows what and have privately guided tours and a, and a personal butler. And, and then halfway through, there's no credit card to pay. And, sure. and two burly guys kick them out of the hotel. Um, she has to get surrender her passport and get it back. She's got all these problems. And, and then her only recourse is to ask the life coach, can you please book me a ticket home? Which last minute travel from Marrakesh oh, to sure. New York must be... Five, five grand for coach? Who knows? And Anna goes, one more thing. Can you get me first class? Incredible. It's unreal. It's so good. There's always a scene in a movie where things are just flying and you're like having an absolute blast. Like the Diet Coke and popcorn have kicked in and you're just on a high. <laughs> and the latter part of the movie is just spent trying to recapture that high, which you'll never get again. Is that and, how you feel about the movie-going experience? And the high sequence where, like, things are so good now, like, before the big reveal or yeah. mistake or whatever, the high sequence in this movie is so high. It's, yeah. like, trips to Marrakesh. It's, like, it all is. these dinners. It's all it's these manicures yes. and pedicures. And Fashion, at one point... the hottest restaurants. It's Stefan's dream come true. They listen to the Lil Wayne album that Martin Shkreli, the pharma bro, <laughs> has purchased and that yes. no one else is allowed to hear except yes. for Anna and Neff. Unbelievable. It's a ridiculous, wonderful story. I don't actually want to tell people how it ends. Um, you don't? For two reasons. I want them to go read this yeah, excellent story it. by yeah. Jessica Pressler in New yeah. York Magazine. Um, and I, I think she does a much better job with it than we could here. Um, there's still so many highlights in this story that people should read. We, we've only sort of hit our favorites, mm-hmm. but you'll have your own personal favorites. I would love to get into how we cast this damn thing. Oh, my God. Okay, so and, our characters are Anna Delby, who is a 27-year-old European, indiscriminately European-accented young lady of, um, of great mystery. There's Neff, who is a very, um, I think, relatable, real, um, but also uh, sort of... I, I see her as sort of like... She's like, like a 25-year-old hotel management. So, so, by the way, 
Anna was eventually kicked out of Eleven Howard with a thirty thousand dollar bill, which also got <laughs> got her a headline in the New York Post. Oh right. Um, yeah. Uh, Beat it, bozo. Says Eleven Howard to wanna be socialite. Um, that's a John Mulaney joke. Um, it's a good play, no, John Mulaney. Joke. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Um, oh, it's a good play. Thanks for your approval, well, Tim. Well, no, because John Mulaney didn't actually have Socialite in his headline. That's true. It's okay. Anyway, um, and they bring Neff down to, to, to the office, and they're like, did you know about any of this? And she said all she could do was laugh because she's like, that's actually kind of gangster that she's just been defrauding everybody. <laughs> so I think that Neff is a very real woman of her time. You know what I mean? Like, I think that yeah. she... Uh, yeah, so I think that, that that's, that, that's going to be the character. Then we've got the life coach, we've got the life who coach. is an African American female. Mm-hmm. Um, someone's got to play Martin Shkreli. I think it should be Michael Cera because they're just as unlikable. Oh my god! Ha-ha, I said it. I don't care. Wow. Um, we've got we've got a great role for a for a white woman of possible European extraction who's in her twenties. We've got two great. If roles only there were it. actresses in Hollywood who fit that bill. <laughs> Actually, we, you know what, Haley? I don't know. Haley. Um, sorry, I keep going. No, 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 no. Haley, Haley, uh, Eminem's daughter. Uh, yes, Haley, no, uh-huh. Haley's Comet. Haley's Comet is ready for a comeback. Alex Haley, who wrote Roots. Alex um, Haley, author of Roots, would be wonderful in the role of the twenty-five-year-old woman. Haley Bennett. Haley Bennett would be fabulous. Oh, is she young enough for it? I mean, she'd be amazing. Hmm. Anyway, for okay. Anna, who else do you see? Um, I was thinking I want like very precociously young somebody who seems like really oh, like really young Dakota or Elle Fanning. Um, there's actually we should we should do a little disclosure here. Um, another member of the New York Magazine family, um, Vulture, actually did a Dreamcast of this. Yeah. Like that's how fast this who story is moving. Pick? Vulture has already done a Dreamcast, and they said that Elle and Dakota are already fighting over who would get to play Amazing. it. They're joking. Um, it's by one of my favorite writers, Hunter Harris, um, uh, who is so good at this I type love of Hunter stuff. Harris too. Um, just uh, her framing is excellent, and she had some very good suggestions. But I think one of the ones that she mentioned, which seems so obvious to me, is um, Chloe. Chloe Grace Moretz. Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes who has one of those last names that suggest confusing European extraction, um, I think she could definitely play, like, extremely young, but also could play, like, worldly and, um, you know, socialite. She has, like, a lot of drive in some of her characters. So I think she could pull this off really yeah, well. Yeah, I think Chloe's got a really, like, sort of acidic edge to her, too. Uh-huh. If you ever see her guest star on 30 Rockets Comedy, but she's she kind of plays a version of Anna on that. She's um, pretty awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. And then you should see the... Clouds of Sils Maria, which mm. she's, she plays a young actress, and then that's awesome too. Um, ne- and then Neff herself has said that she wants to be played by Zazie Beetz. That would be perfect casting, actually. I mean, it's pretty great, but like Zazie Beetz registers to me as like much more mature, yeah, than Chloe Grace Moretz, yeah. Um, just because I think she's like five oh, years so older. Need, but also, how old is Neff? Um, Neff is, I think, twenty-four. Okay. Oh, so she's younger. In this story. Wow. Well, I think they're about the same age. And like I like huh. the idea I like those movies where you got somebody who's like really young playing some role and you're like, Oh, okay, like the future's here. Yeah. Like oh, this God, person is this person is like extremely young and they're doing huge things. Like things have turned on me. Yeah. I am old now. Exactly. I am outdated. I kind of enjoy that feeling at the movies. I don't. When you just see maybe because well, you're so old, I like it. Well, because I'm 42 and I've had it happen <laughs> like eight times. Okay. But like the first time when you're like, 
the first time you go to a movie and you're like, oh, that person, that's like what a real adult is like. And then you realize they're like younger than you. Yeah. And you go, oh my God. Yeah. That's, wow. That's upsetting. For Neff, maybe Amanda Stenberg. I don't know her work that well. Um, she is a very popular person on social. She is. She actually is top lining a Fox release this year called "The Hate You Give." Awesome. Um, she is, for lack, I hate this word, but she is very woke. Um, okay. So I feel like this sort of specific socioeconomic privilege, classist sort of spin would really appeal to her, mm -hmm. um, or, or or meditating on that would appeal to her. Mm -hmm. For the life coach. I think you just have to go with someone like just really delicious and 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 gorgeous because I only because I know the person she's stunningly beautiful. Okay. She's tall. Okay. Which might be a challenge, but like who is like just the most like just like just maybe Joan Smalls the model. Interesting. Okay. Um, if she can act, which I'm sure she can. Uh, yeah, this person is model pretty, so I'm trying to think of who else it could be. There's Joan. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she's someone who you would, like, take direction from. Exactly. Like, totally. You will stand up straighter if yeah. you want to succeed in this world. Right. Or, like, maybe get someone like Issa Rae and give her a full glam moment. Because I think on Insecure, she's, she plays a little bit more, you know, There's a lot fledgling. Of, and, and a lot of actors who, like, sort of, like, dress down for the show. Exactly. Who, yeah. But if we can get Issa, like, a total, like, a blowout and, like, the sickest designer dresses, I think she'd be amazing in this part. There is also a role, possibly, for the reporter who reported this story. Jessica Pressler, um, and oh, yeah. we feel like this is so obvious. Like this one's really easy. Bryce Dallas Howard would be fantastic. Totally, and maybe she could even just be a narrator. She could be a narrator. Um, the other way to do this is Jessica Chastain. Mm -hmm. um, this is kind of like a saucy role, which is funny because I, I I feel like this has a Molly's Game sort of bit to it. Interesting, but yeah, or slant. You could have a, a, a lens on it through like a Molly's Game. Like here's the house of cards I'm building. Yeah, and here's where it all goes wrong. I think I think Chastain is best when she gets to be a little bit subversive. Totally. And this is yeah. definitely this is definitely the reporter character is definitely looking at all this like, what on earth, you guys? Exactly. Come on. Oh my God, there's an amazing just to then this is the last little quote from the story before we bid you adieu. But there's an amazing um, sort of summation of why she thinks New York is a place that will allow or maybe even sometimes seeks out. Oh, let's people like let's this. make them read it. Come on. Let's let's send people to that story. Fine, story. whatever, Tim. I'm sorry. You just want to go so you can go check into the 11 Howard and spend three months there defrauding them. It's like <laughs> the jig is up. No, but it is like the it is like the capper of the whole story. So I, I think it will be more satisfying for the reader if they get to earn that. Um, Got it. Who can direct this thing? So this has been a commercial for New York Magazine. Please go read the story. <laughs> and and brought to you by Gwyneth Paltrow's group. Uh, <laughs> Um, titles before we go? And Malloy's B&B. Yes. Oh, God. Malloy in. Um, wait. Titles before we leave? Um, yeah. I thought um, there's an also a great quote that I don't care what you say. I'm telling them. Okay. Um, Anna says, uh, wait, something about right here. You tell me what your title is while I find this quote. Okay. My original title, my very first title was um, Let's Play New York. And wow. the idea was like a double-sided thing of like, let's play the game of New York. But it's also... Let's play New York. Like New York is getting played, um, because I think that she did such a good job of playing the game of New York. Very then nice. you had another title. I did have another title. There is a moment when Anna's defending herself and saying that she's actually not fraudulent, not, has not committed any crime at all, um, of which she has been accused. And she tells 
the New York, actually Pressler, she tells her, if I really wanted the money, I would have had, I, I would have better and faster ways to get some. And she finished by saying, resilience is hard to come by, but not capital. Which I think is like an incredibly moralistic and amazing frame for this. So I would call the movie Capital A for Anna Delvey. And we remember that scene where she's questioned about why she would stay in a deluxe room instead of the suite. Yeah. So I would call the movie The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. <laughs> no, actually, I would call the movie, finally, my final entry is Deluxe. D-E-L-U-X-E. I think that Sofia Coppola would direct that tomorrow. Oh, dang, because Bling Ring. She can redeem herself with the Bling Ring. Well, a lot of people have said this is like the Bling Ring, but so much better. So much better. Uh, any closing thoughts? No, Anna. Uh, well, actually, you know, here's my one closing thought, and and because uh, she, there's something a little menacing about Anna to me, like a little bit, but not menacing, but like dangerous, because she's capable of of doing some interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, I looked up her Instagram account before we came in here to record, and uh, her last set of photos are of palm trees, and I'm like, oh my god, is she here? That's awesome. So I now gonna lock, double lock my doors. I'm kidding. Um, Anna, if you hear this, come on our show. Also, the image that accompanies this this story that accompanies this podcast, whatever. There's a photo you saw it. There's a picture of the. It's a picture of Anna and Neff. Um, it's them in like full Instagram, Instagram like funny animal mode with a backdrop of the New York skyline, and that just summarizes to me exactly what their life was about at that time. Wow, Rose all day. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming by. Thanks, you guys. Check out time now. What hotel reference? <laughs>